Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they are all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome the superintendent of Estacada School District, Ryan Carpenter, to our show. Ryan, an Oregon native, joined the Estacada team as a social studies teacher and a baseball coach in the fall of 2009 and became the district superintendent in July 2017. He has a vast array of experience and honors in his 10-year career in public education, serving as a superintendent, high school principal, vice principal, athletic director, teacher, and coach. He was also named the 2016 Oregon Future Business Leaders of America Principal of the Year. He is a hands-on leader who regularly visits classrooms, athletic events, music performances, and community events. And I think you're going to see just the, the life in Ryan that he presents to his team. You're going to see that today as we begin to talk to him. So I'm very excited to have Ryan join our show today. Ryan, welcome to our show today. It's so great to, to have you on, and I can't wait for this interview. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. And I'd just like to thank you, Janet, as uh, well as Studer Education for allowing me to be a part of this. This is just a tremendous privilege and honor to share our journey as we've gone through evidence-based leadership in our first year. So thanks so much for allowing me to be on your show. You bet. You bet. So um, let's start with um, just tell our listeners a little bit about Estacada School District and a little bit about you, Ryan. Well, thank you. Well, Estacada is an incredible school district. It's a school district that serves about 1,700 students. So it's a rural school district, although uniquely inside the Portland metro area. So we're 30 minutes from downtown Portland, and uh, we have the opportunity to experience that small town feel all while still being a part of the greater Portland metro area. So we kind of have the best of both worlds. We serve about 200 uh, employees uh, who do the great work of educating our children and uh, have a very close-knit and supportive community that deeply loves its one school district inside the community. This is my third year, or 13th year in education, my third year serving as the school district superintendent. Um, I've been growing through each and every process. I started as a social studies teacher, uh, worked my way through the high school system, and so this is my third year uh, trying to uh, support our leaders as we try to strive for excellence inside um, a great school organization. So excited to continue upon the leadership journey, but I've had a great ride so far. Yeah, and it's so nice to, again, Ryan, to have you with us. I've had an opportunity at some of our conferences, you know, to connect with you, and you and I had a chance to connect on the phone and just really value you and your leadership and what you've been able to bring to the to the district. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, so you're close to completing your first year partnering with us um, to apply the evidence-based leadership framework. Why did you make the decision to do this type of work, Ryan? Well, that's a big question, and I got to tell you that our partnership with Studer Education and Evidence-Based Leadership couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, we had just completed our very first ever five-year strategic plan, so we were in the process of renewing a new strategic plan. We were exposed to improvement science methodology. Uh, we went to Peter Sange's Camp Snowballs. We went to Tony Bright's Carnegie Summit uh, summits down in San Francisco, and so we 
we wanted to do improvement science, but we're struggling to find a long longevity framework that allowed the tools to do more than just stand by itself, but we wanted to kind of recreate our organization and our culture. And uh, as a new superintendent at that time, I really observed three real problems that were going on inside of our organization. And the first was, is that our improvement tools were, were not sustainable on their own. We did fish bones, you know, we did causal loops and all of it was very complex and we were biting off way too much when we were looking into complex problems. And so we were really struggling to get any sort of great outcomes from these complex tools with nothing supporting it behind it. The second problem was that after completing our very first strategic plan, I had no idea if anything that we did led to any results or not. Uh, we just couldn't track it in a way that we felt like we could hang our hat on anything specific that made it good or bad uh, as we tried to make our school district better. And then last but not least, I just, we felt like our district had no core values. We had a strategic plan, we could recite the mission statements, but at the end of the day, we were still a big ship just kind of drifting aimlessly in the wind uh, without any sense of core values to kind of help us guide what we wanted to become great at and what we wanted our students to be able to say that they experienced while being in our great school district. And so as uh, as fate would hit, we were all down at the at Tony Bright's Carnegie Summit, and we watched Pat Greco and Corey Gala from Menominee Falls give their presentation on how their lives had been impacted uh, positively through their partnership with Studer Education. And it took about 10 minutes into their presentation. I turned to my entire team and said, this is what we've been looking for. Uh, and the rest is history. So that yeah. was that was, that was two springs ago. Uh, so we started our journey in August and that's ultimately how we've begun. So we're still rookies at this, uh, but I can't wait to share with you what we've done over the course of really 12 months to make our school district better. Yeah, you all have done incredible things. And you know, your story is a lot like Pat's, Ryan. You know, I, I was on the other side of the phone call. Uh, Pat had heard someone speak connected to our work and she called. And, you know, it's like after about a 20, 25 minute conversation, she said, how do we, how do we start doing this? This is exactly it. So, you know, I think it's, you all have that type of DNA as a leader where you, you know, you're really looking for something very specific and, you know, partnerships like with you are just tremendous. So let's dig in a little bit more. How did you start and, and why, why there? You bet. Well, I think that this is an important question. And I think there's some opportunity for our listeners today uh, to be able to kind of understand that uh, starting slow is the most important and impactful way to start a new paradigm inside of an organization. So again, because we were new to this, we literally started from ground zero from scratch. Uh, and what I asked our uh, administrative leaders to do over the summertime coming into our first year with evidence-based leadership was to read the book, Maximize Performance. And I think that that's an excellent place to start if you're just uh, starting to become interested in this type of work. Maximize Performance by Janet Pilcher and Quinn Studer is an essential toolkit guidebook and just a constant reference that we always come back to uh, to help make sure that our work is aligned uh, and on track to what we want to do. And so we had a lot of fun as a team reading that together, and we still refer back to it even now, 12 months into our process.
process. Uh, we also then had our admin retreat, like every school district in August, as we prepared to uh, welcome back our employees and our kids. Uh, and we really focused on principle one, which was making a commitment to each other for excellence. And uh, we, we kind of made a, a, a handshake pact with each other that regardless of how this was going to end up, uh, we were going to be all in together and we were going to try to make this the best that we could make it as we went through the process. And I need to pause here for just a second to give a shout out, if you can, if that's podcast language, to uh, Kathy Oropalo, who is our student education coach. Um, she's just been an amazing fit for our district and has been a great guide uh, as you know she's been able to help us maneuver some challenges by either attempting to move too fast, she would slow us down, uh, or other opportunities where we get stuck. It's just so great to be able to have a coach uh, that can help a, a, a district go through such a transformative process as we go through this journey. Um, so we made the commitment to excellence to each other. And then on that, in that August, we made one goal from our strategic plan. So our strategic plan, much like most students, strategic plans have five pillars. And we decided to make one goal on one pillar because we didn't want to overwhelm people. And we really made a commitment to start slow. And then eventually we'll start going faster. And so we made that goal on uh, student achievement. And that was really towards our state assessment tests and each leader, uh, including those that lead our operations, our nutrition and transportation departments made goals based on the overall outcomes that we wanted our students to achieve at the end of the year. And then also during that retreat, we just introduced that we would be giving out surveys to our employees. Uh, we would be focused on our service and we would like to get some information from our students and parents so we could start making our adjustments to better serve all of our stakeholders. And so to put it in better language, we, we made a student achievement goal, and we also made a commitment that we were really going to focus on the people inside of our organization, and we were going to be people first. So starting in August, we really wanted to align our goals, and we started with one. We wanted to align our behaviors, and that was a commitment to excellence and focusing on our people and making sure that our service was best in class and that whatever we were doing, our service was in attempt uh, to support our leaders who are supporting our teachers who are ultimately teaching our kids. Uh, and so then at the end of that uh, retreat that we had, uh, the final thing that we talked about was principle nine in the nine principles, and that is rewarding and recognizing excellence. And so we said that at the end of this meeting, we started by thanking each other, writing thank you cards, just for you know being there and, and, and making a commitment to excellence. Uh, but then we just started writing thank you cards to recognize those people who were not just doing great things. Anyone can thank anyone for doing good things. We were very specific to write thank yous and recognize people that were exhibiting aligned behaviors or working towards our aligned goals. And the cool thing to share with you today is after 12 months, our school district leadership team wrote over 3,000 thank you. Oh my partners. gosh, Ryan. <laughs> so that's an example of a commitment to excellence and putting our people first. Yeah. How, and I'm, you know, what a, what an impact I'm sure that has made and just, you know, set in your culture. And as people listen to what you did in your first year, if people would just replicate what you did, you'd build the foundation to to, so that you can take the next steps. It's yeah. just, you know, so, so right in terms of what you started with, Ryan, just appreciate the, the team that you had in, in doing that. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, how's it made a difference in your district? Well, you know, 
I got to say, first of all, that, uh, and I've said this before to other people who have started to ask questions about this, this thing that the Estacada School District is doing. And I, and I tell people frequently that our partnership with Studer Education and our commit, our new commitment to evidence-based leadership has literally transformed and changed our organization's lives. I have seen some incredible uh, and amazing leadership developments uh, in our school leaders. Uh, the thing that I'm very proud of is that uh, in, in Maximize Performance, there's a reference of the we, they culture. And for our listeners, superintendent listeners who are listening today, you know, how often or frequently in your school district, do you see uh, when a decision comes from the district office, uh, the school leaders then directly turn around and say, hey, this is what the district wants us to do. Uh, therefore, we have to do it. And that's that we, they culture that is so prevalent in most traditional school districts. Uh, and our team really made a commitment uh, to try to rid out that we, they culture. And we own the decisions together as a team. And we roll out those decisions together as a team because at the end of the day, even though the principals uh, are supporting their teachers and working with kids and families, they are the district. They are the representatives and the most visible people of the district. Uh, and so really to put that culture into place was so critical. And in one year, I'm just so pleased to see uh, how we're rolling out information and the collective ownership inside of that is critical. Yeah, that's great, Ryan. And you know, one thing, it, when we talk about spinning the flywheel, you know, the one thing that will stop that flywheel from spinning is the we, they. So you got to get that out of your organization. So yeah. really significant in that first year. Yep, no doubt about it. And then as, as I talked about in the last uh, portion of this, we really made a commitment to our people and we were people first. And so we conducted two uh, Studer-led uh, surveys, one on employee engagement and one on service. And so our baseline data in the fall of 2019, uh, we were a 4.21. And so our leaders rolled out this these results to the employees who took the survey. They built leader action plans around improving it. And then this COVID pandemic hit. And, you know, school districts went really in two different directions directions where um, it, it exposed some of the tensions that already existed inside of a school district, as well as it, it created high pressure uh, for districts to come up with a high quality plan to keep the learning going. And I'm excited to report in the Estacada School District, really because of the foundations and fundamentals that we had already built in the fall, uh, we were able to increase our employee engagement during this crisis from a 4.21 to a 4.4. And that was something wow. we had the opportunity to celebrate throughout our organization. And the credit really goes to our building principals and department directors who just continued to own uh, the work that we were doing together as a team. And our service still uh, needs improving as it always does. Uh, but during this time, we also went from a 4.08 in the fall to a 4.17. And so we saw tremendous growth also in our district services. But the thing that I'm most excited about that is that we um, flipped the paradigm to where in the traditional school district, it's the schools who serve the district. And we were able to, through the transformative evidence-based leadership process, uh, we have been able to move the mindsets of our district office leaders that their key role and primary responsibility 
is to serve our leaders and support their success. And that's just been a tremendous win for us uh, during this process. And there's there's much, much more to yeah. share, but I but unfortunately, this is not an hour-long podcast. <laughs> yeah, and we'll hit some in our next episode a little bit too. We'll dig a little deeper. But as we close today in our last, in our last minute, uh, Ryan, you know, how did the evidence-based leadership framework and the work that you've been doing really help you all face the disruption of COVID-19? Well, I think it just prepared us to work together as a team and as a system, ultimately to roll out what we believed was best in class. And it was built specifically on the core values that we had created from our new strategic plan. We didn't let the COVID virus or the regulations dictate or determine what we were going to do for our kids. We built it around our core values and then brought in the regulations to ensure safety. But we were driven the entire time by what we believe as a district is best in class. And we started with a best in class document, which is uh, something probably to describe on another day. Um, but ultimately, we moved together to execute our plan. Uh, we knew that leaders would be inundated with hundreds of small fires as we rolled out this plan. And so I happened to watch a, a, a webinar led by Janet Pilcher, uh, who talked about daily huddles. And as we knew that it was our responsibility to support our leaders, we were worried that they would do so in isolation from a computer at their home, entirely out of the loop uh, of what the dis district was doing and, and the things that were going on. Uh, and so we met every single day and we focused on three things. And that was the wins that, were, that occurred the day before. We focused on what the next 24 hours held for those specific leaders and what specific barriers they were working through to be successful in the next 24 hours. And so again, that culture around service, we really wanted to make sure that our principles were being served. They were in the loop of every decision. And ultimately, we were able to strengthen that collective ownership, even through this crisis, which ultimately led to a very successful distance learning opportunity for our district, something that we're all extremely proud of right now. Yeah, and it's so great, you know, that you all can be proud. Uh, you know, I what I hear from you is, you know, just you you kept to the to the game plan, you know, kept to whatever you all were doing and were able to really rely on the culture and the values that you built within the year to really make that transition. Um and, you know, you weren't focused as much on that as you were for really helping kids and providing a great service to their families. So in a matter of a year, wow, what a what a what great work you've done. I look forward to talking a little bit more with you, Ryan, on our next episode. We're gonna dig a little bit deeper into some of the tools and tactics, but just appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. So as we close today, I think back over a number of things that Ryan talked to us about, and I, I think you can I think you can see his energy. Uh, I think you can see his commitment. You know, one of the things that he talked about is he starts with a commitment to excellence. And, you know, gosh, as a superintendent, he's living that commitment to excellence each and every day. So as we go out, I think two things to think about. The first principle is commit to excellence. We have to have that true commitment. And I think Ryan's done some deep reflection on what that means for him and for his team. You know, I'd ask us this week, I think I'm gonna do the same thing myself, is really sit down and think about the way I look at that personally and how I transfer that professionally. You know, what does that commitment to excellence mean? And then how do we transfer that to our team? And the second thing is he talked about starting slow and choosing a few things 
that they could do really well. They had their strategic plan. They had their direction, but he didn't want to start too fast. He wanted to do it right. And so he started slow. And so he picked a couple of things to work on that first year. And, you know, I know if we go back to Stephen Covey's work, you know, he basically tells us if we do one or two things, we have the greatest opportunity to achieve success. So as you go out this week and you think about where you are in this time of disruption and change and just looking at where your organization is, you know, maybe we could just think about for the next 30 days, what are the one or two things we could focus on that would move our organization and our people to the next place? Because Ryan really reinforced to us that people are first. I appreciate each of you tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.